The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, January 6th, currently 2.20 on the East Coast, here to discuss the final week of the NFL regular season, week 18 for the afternoon games. And joining me, as usual, to help me break down the betting card, you know him as a voice on the WNBA Gambling Podcast, the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, and of course here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, it's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, how's it going, my man? Uh, fine. Uh, pretty busy Friday. I'm kind of exhausted, but you know, it's <laughs> that's what the weekend's for, so looking forward to going through the games for the afternoon card. A lot of games that might not matter, some that do, so it's going to be pretty tricky to find motivation or to fully, I'd say, gauge how many snaps certain players are going to play in the meaningless games, Uh, but we're going to go through it, and let's make some money. Yeah, uh, definitely NFL Week 18, like just Scott said, uh, for some teams means nothing, for some teams the season's over. And for some teams, they're still playing for uh, playoff positioning or trying to get into the playoffs or for some teams trying to clinch a division like the Eagles are. But, yeah, we'll go through it. Uh, we'll uh, go to the injury report. Again, oh, I – go ahead. By the way, did, did anything uh, age better than all of us uh, really annoying Sean with our Eagles power rankings just to lose to Andy <laughs> Dalton? Did anything age better from uh, Week 17? Yeah, I um... – I don't back want to quarterback. I, we factor fired. it in. We factor in the back of quarterback information. So that's not an excuse. I'm just saying. I mean, look, they were top two. To, they were top three for pretty much the entire season when we started doing the power rankings. But I didn't have them too low when they played Dallas. It was a division game for them. They did have Gardner Minshew in that game. But um, I think we'll find. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. They're not fraudulent. Obviously, they've won what thirteen games, going for fourteen, clinching, trying to clinch the number one seed and the NFC East division title. But um, Giants, not a lot to play for, obviously. But we'll get into that game again. That's one of the marquee games in the afternoon schedule here. But I guess Scott, like you mentioned, we probably have to say this that take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt because again, it's. Motivation is a question, like Scott said. We don't know who's going to be in and out or how long they're going to play or how many snaps you're going to play. So, again, I think that maybe in-game this week is probably the best bet opportunity um, that maybe guys sit, they play for a quarter, maybe they pay for, play for a half. So I think definitely keep an eye out for uh, the injury reports and, again, live 
and seeing who's going to be in and who's going to be out or how long they do play. But Scott, um, we have about six games, a little more than that we're used to. Actually, more than that. I think we have seven games here on the schedule. So we'll go through it like we do. And again, maybe we both won't have a lot for each of the games, but we'll try to extract some value and see where our money is going to go this week. So Scott, let's just dive right into it, my man. The first game we'll get into here is going to be the Chargers in the Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos. I'm not going to go through the opening line and stuff like that just because, again, it's going to fluctuate. But currently, as it stands right now, the Denver Broncos are a three-point favorite against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Total is sitting at 39.5. I will go through the injury report because, again, coaches have come out and said on players who are going to be sitting and who are going to be playing in this game but for right now the chargers they haven't really announced anybody that's going to be sitting uh the only person that was on the injury report that was a full participant in practice on wednesday that is dealing with a concussion is back that is derwin james jr their safety so big get back for the los angeles chargers uh for the denver broncos here scott we have um andrew beck tight end questionable limited participant on thursday eric saubert Tight end didn't practice on Thursday. Jerry Judy was a limited participant in practice on uh, Thursday as well. He's dealing with an ankle issue. And then uh, Kendall Hinton, wide receiver, hamstring, didn't participate in practice on Thursday either. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So the Chargers have locked up a playoff spot first time in the career of Justin Herbert. I don't think this really matters as far as if they win a game or if they don't, if they're going to be moving up and down in the standings here, Scott, but minus three right now for the Denver Broncos, I think it's probably a telling sign that you probably aren't going to see a lot of starters in this game for the Los Angeles chargers. I feel like for a lot of these games, I'm pivoting more to first halves yes. because I, I think that a lot of these teams are going to try to keep the momentum going, mm -hmm. but they don't want to risk injury. So I Correct. think the perfect middle ground is going to be 30 minutes. We saw Dable, for example, mention that he's not going to bench anybody against the Eagles, yet the line is 14. So you're assuming yeah. they're going to bench some people. <laughs> I think the first half is probably the move for some of these underdog teams. Yeah, uh, Denver sucks. We know it. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, Russell Wilson has been bad all year, and nothing's really changed there. Chargers have been playing good football, and defensively they've really stepped it up over the last couple of weeks. I think I'm on Chargers first half. There are a couple of player props I like for this game, which I'm sure you were going to get into. Unfortunately, the lines aren't up yet. Yeah. But there are a couple of incentives that we could talk about for this game uh, yeah. with Gerald Everett and with DeAndre Carter, correct? Yes. So I think Gerald Everett needs five receptions to um, unlock a bonus in his contract. And I'll, and I'll shut up, uh, put this up before we start. I want to say Carter is like somewhere in the 40 to 50 yard range, I think. Yeah, let me try to find it here. Um, I know it was dropped in the Slack channel. Oh, sorry, the Discord channel. Um, but I know, yeah, you're right. Gerald Everett was on that list, and I do remember seeing he needed five uh, receptions to get a bonus. And then also um, DeAndre Carter, you said, correct? Yeah, I have it. He needs, he needs two it? receptions okay. and 55 yards for 100K each. Okay. Um, I'll take the over see. on Carter's yards slow. if it's below 55. <laughs> that much yeah let me see uh, uh receiving props i, I don't see anything out yet because you, you don't know okay. who's gonna play but i'm saying assuming yeah. it gets posted i i like the over for uh the receptions on everett and i gotta like the yards for carter 
just because you usually yeah. see, especially offensive-minded coaches, uh, I think are going to try to get their guys uh, some you know extra money if they can. Carter's yeah. been a big piece for this team. Yeah. I think they'll try to reward him. I like the over for his props. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I got the thread here, so uh, we'll go through that for every game as well. Talk about some player props as well. Uh, yeah, I agree with you again. First half, I would look at it that way for the Chargers, um, but I think this week might be a week where it's more player um, player props uh, for guys that, again, like we mentioned, unlock bonuses. So Gerald Everett, five catches to cash in on a $250,000 bonus. Uh, Everett has hit five-plus catches in 50% of his games. Uh, this is Sal uh, Vetri. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he has a whole thread of what players need to unlock bonuses or break single season records. Uh, so he does have Everett on there. He does face the Denver Broncos defense, who has allowed the third most catches to the tight end positions. And then, like you mentioned, DeAndre Carter needs two catches to earn two hundred fifty thousand. Um, and like you mentioned that again, he should be, uh, or the, uh, chargers will do their best to get him the football, uh, in this game to unlock that $250,000 bonus. But, uh, I agree with you chargers first half, uh, look for those two player props when the books do uh, drop them. I think you probably have to wait, Scott, what do you think till Saturday, maybe even Sunday for some of these props? I'd say Saturday. Uh, you could yeah. argue maybe Sunday right before the game, if there's some yeah. late minute news, but I don't know what the player prop number is going to be. Mm -hmm. I'm sure sports books are aware of the incentives as well. So you might have a couple of juiced numbers here. Carter might just be set at 54 and a half. <laughs> like they might just say, will he get the bonus or not? Like, I feel like that could be how it's going to be priced, but I'm still going to take the over. And uh, he does have it in one for Justin Herbert. He needs 34 completions to set the record. Uh, but I don't think that, that he's going to get gonna, there. Yeah. That I don't think he's going to get. I don't think Jefferson's going to get 194 receiving yards either. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else for this game? Uh, no, not really. I guess I'd lean under, but I don't feel great about it. Okay. It's mostly just the first half play. You're going to see a lot of games we're not sold on because we don't know who the hell's playing in half yeah. these games, mm -hmm. but I got to go with Chargers first half. Yep. All right. I'm right there with you. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game. Probably the, the game that's been talked about the most as far as who's going to be playing and who's not going to be playing. That's going to be the New York Giants who are locked into that sixth seed. They are going to be in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, Eagles with a victory, they clinched the number one C. They clinched the division. Uh, Jalen Hurts will be playing in this game for the Philadelphia Eagles. So line currently sits as a two touchdown favorite uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. The over under is set at forty three. And Scott, I will also mention this that I did see a note, and I'm going to try to pull it up here. Let me pull up another window that the Giants were getting. I want to say ninety percent of the public money in this game. So, I mean, you talked about it earlier at the top of the show that we don't know who's going to be playing for the New York Giants, uh, whether it's going to be for a quarter, whether it's going to be for a half. Um, Brian Dable usually keeps his, car, uh, his cards kind of closely vested to his chest. Uh, but let's start with the side here. It's minus 14 here. And this is according to one book here. 90% of the bets are on the Giants plus 14. What are you thinking about this game? For me, I'm going to go with the Giants first quarter, first half. Dable in the immediate presser after they clinched a playoff spot said we're not benching anybody. And mm -hmm. I'm sure he's had a lot of time to reflect on that. And I'm sure that the GM in front office might be in his ear 
telling him, listen, don't get anybody killed. Yeah. Having said that, why the hell would I want to lay 14 with Philly at this point? <laughs> the team's falling apart. And I, yes, yeah. you can say, you know, they, the Cowboys game was close, backup quarterback. I get it. Are we sure Hurts is going to look good? He has a shoulder injury, hasn't played in a couple weeks. He's barely practiced. Like people are just expecting because they killed the Giants the first time around this season, they're just mm. going to hit the ground running and just dominate from start to finish. I don't yeah. see it. Like I think the Eagles, of course, have the motivation. They might cover the spread in the end because mm-hmm. the second half might be a murder and the Eagles yeah. come out and bury him 21-0 in the second half. Mm-hmm. But in the first 30 minutes, if the Giants do use some starters, they've been playing good football. I'm sure the Giants are pissed they got embarrassed at home by the Eagles by about 30, about a month yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Giants' first half's like nine and a half. It's pretty high to me. Yeah. I-, I like Giants' first quarter, first half. I think they hang in there. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the Eagles are dealing with a lot of injuries as well, right? Avante Maddox, cornerback questionable. Josh Sweat uh, uh, showed up on the injury report. He's dealing with a Nick, uh, sorry, Nick, a neck injury. Uh, he's I'm assuming he's going to be out for a while because he got carted off. So yeah, Lane, Lane Johnson Johnson's is also out. Yeah. Uh, Robert Quinn was put on the IR. Oh, sorry, he was on the IR. He's designated to return from the IR on Wednesday, and then Miles Sanders knee practice in limited capacity on Thursday. And then uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was put on the IR uh, as of uh, today or this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. So they're dealing with a lot of injuries, which makes me kind of think here, Scott, that we might see a lot of running from the running backs, whether that's going to be Miles Sanders, whether that's going to be Boston Scott. I mean, is that the way you're kind of thinking that it goes? Because, again, you're coming back for a shoulder injury for Jalen Hurts, I don't know how much they really want to, number one, have them scrambling around out there or even throwing the football a lot where they really don't need to, especially against a Giants team. That's rush defense has not been very good this season. Well, if, if Thibodeau ends up hurting Hurts, he might do some snow angels in his face too. So he might have to come <laughs> up with you know a way to keep Hurts protected. But Philly should treat this game like a playoff game because if you win this game, mm-hmm. you essentially win a playoff game because you get a bye. Correct. So they should treat this game with all hands on deck. Right. Will they? That I don't know. But they you should. Know, do. That gives a, an extra week for Jalen Hurts' shoulder as well, right? Yeah, but you also have to worry about Maddox potentially not playing, and Lane Johnson's already been ruled out. So they are they already are going to be missing some pieces. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles win the game. I'm not picking yeah. the Giants to pull off the upset. I don't feel great about laying 14. I think it's going to be a great in play. Yeah. game. I think mm-hmm. you could definitely get the Eagles live, maybe at six and a half at some point, and maybe jump on that. I want to see a prop of Giants first half Eagles full game. Oh, that's nice. I think that's got to be a nice price. I really think the Giants starters can kind of hang with this banged up Eagles team for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and then the Giants might just not care. Yeah. So, I think you could end up seeing a spot where this game is close. Maybe the Giants surprise some people early on, and then the Eagles after halftime go, all right, we're against Tyrod Taylor. It's yeah. time to bury him. But I want to see if I could actually find what that price would be because that might be in the double digits. I would think so as well. Uh, let me see if I can find anything for that. Alt spreads. I know oh, it's an alt spread, but it would oh, be in halftime, full-time. Halftime. Half I'm going to try to pull it up. Some books don't have it, so that's why. Uh, so Giants, first half, Eagles, full game, plus 850. Okay. Um, 
I don't. Oh, let's see quarters here. All right, here we go. Uh, first quarter, Giants, Eagles full time. It's only plus five fifty. Okay, so Giants full game money lines plus seven thirty, give or take. Right. So yeah. I don't think they're going to win the game. Like, let's just Correct. get that out of the way. But if you want to talk about value, you said it was like what do you say, eight fifty? Eight fifty for halftime, and then full time is Giants first half, Eagles full game plus eight fifty. Yeah, I mean. I don't mind it that yeah. much. Like Makes I sense. think I think you can make an argument for it. Uh, but I think that's where I'm gonna look. I really think the Eagles though are I don't want to say selling, but they really don't look sharp right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't exactly want to lay 14 here. So yep. maybe an in play, but give me the Giants first half. Yeah. Uh let me see if there's any player prop incentives in this game. Uh, I don't think there are any. Uh when I was looking down the list, but let me just double check Tyler Higgins. Nah, I don't see anything for this game. Um, so yeah, I think uh like we mentioned at the top of the show, I think this is a good game to probably get a live uh number for the Eagles. Uh if you th- Oh, if we do think they are going to win this game, you get a better number because you don't want to lay the 14 pregame. I mean, do you do you think Philly comes out and smacks them? Because I, I, I don't, don't like so. how this team is trending. Yeah. And again, with all the injuries that we just discussed, I think that it may take a little bit for not only Jalen Hurts to kind of get back up to game speed, but maybe, you know, like I said that, or like you said, that Giants come out first quarter, uh, they play well, uh, but eventually that, let's just say, maybe, let's just say the Eagles are up by seven at the half. Do you really think that the Giants are going to put their starters out there in the second in the second half? Once again, it's really just going to come down to how much you think the starters actually play for New York. But yeah, I know Dable was very emotional right after because they made the playoffs and nobody thought they would. And he immediately said, because they asked him, we're going to play everybody. Yeah, I don't think he was fully lying. I just think that they're going to cut back on the amount yeah. that the starters play. But if you're going to give me a quarter or two of the starters, I think the Giants can hang in there against potentially a Rusty Hurts. Trying to see if there's a first quarter money line for the Giants. Maybe that'd be something. Hold on, let me see. Game line. I'm shopping for if there's a better price on the halftime full time, but I doubt I'm going to find it. Yeah, first quarter money line for the Giants is plus three ten. Maybe worth a look. But all right, Uh, anything else for this game, Scott? Uh, no, and that's it. You could argue some player props if you want to go for Phillies, running backs, etc. Yeah. But uh, maybe an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. I mean, Smith's been a lunatic. Yeah. Guy helped carry me to a fantasy title. So there you go. I'll I'll go with Devontae over as well. Yeah. And again, very, very limited menu as far as um, player props right now on these sports books. All right. So let's get over to the next game then here, Scott. We've got the Dallas Cowboys. Um in Washington to take on the commanders currently the line is sitting at minus seven in favor of the Dallas Cowboys uh, total sitting at 40 and a half um, for this game. The commanders are starting uh, their draft pick this season or rookie quarterback. I should say Sam Howell, um, Carson Wentz, Dunzo, Tyler Heineke, Dunzo. Oh, I did see that they may play two quarterbacks at the same time, or not at the same time, but maybe have a two-quarterback rotation in this game. But I think it's Hal's game. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think so, too. But, uh, again, another game that really if the Dallas Cowboys see the Eagles are up, maybe they sit their starters with guys like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. But what are you thinking about this game here? Commanders getting seven points 
at home against the division rival, the Dallas Cowboys. The issue is the Cowboys reputation, because we know that this team is not afraid of laying an egg whenever they have a golden opportunity. Mm -hmm. Dallas should kick the crap out of this team. Yeah, This game should not be close. Dallas had extra prep time playing on Thursday night. They mm -hmm. suddenly have draws at not even the division, but the one seed, which yeah. I don't know how the hell that happened. Now, the one seed hopes might be dead by the four o'clock games, but the point is they have a lot to play for with the division. Mm -hmm. And you can talk about benching guys. They're playing at the same time as Philly, so I don't think they can actually play that type of game. But the Cowboys should dominate. I don't know how Washington's going to be motivated for this game. You had a shot at the playoffs. Your coach didn't know you could have been eliminated. And you started Carson Wentz in a must-win game. Like, what the hell is happening with Washington over the past week? And uh, the commanders are going to be both without their starting running back. Or their running backs. Brian Robinson's already been ruled out with a knee. And then Antonio Gibson had uh, surgery as of Thursday to repair a fracture in his foot. So... Jonathan Allen also uh, ruled out for this game and a couple other guys that are not really of significance. But I think this is another game where you just take Dallas first half. I think Dallas should bury them. Uh, yeah. The defense is not great, though. I love the over in this game. I think okay. this total is way too low. Dallas offensively has been very good for the yeah. last couple of months. The issue is the defense. And mm -hmm. I think that Sam Howell, who I thought was fine at North Carolina, mm -hmm. I was wondering if his size or lack thereof would be an issue in the NFL. However, you're looking at Dallas. I'll go through the numbers offensively just the last couple of games. This is Dallas scoring. 27, 40, 34, 27, 54, 28, 40, 28, 49. So if you want to go through that again, that means that they've scored at least 27 points in each of their last, was that, nine games? Yep. I mean, I think they're going to be able to do what they want. I think Washington is going to be disinterested. They had a mm -hmm. shot at the playoffs. They fell apart down the stretch. Yeah. And I don't think the defense will be that motivated. Jonathan Allen might be out. Chase Young he's is out. there. By what? Jonathan Allen's out. Oh, he's out. Sorry. Yeah. Chase Young might be there. Congrats, I guess. He missed the mm -hmm. entire season. Yeah. But I just think the defense isn't really going to do much. And offensively, I think Hal's good enough to exploit this awful secondary that Dallas has. Yeah. You still have McLaurin. You still have Dotson. You have some weapons. The running backs are banged up, so Washington might throw the ball more. The game might turn into a blowout, so you might get some garbage time points. 40 and a half, though, I think is way too low. I like the over here. Dallas, Dallas can score 30 in this game. Really seeing Dallas's team total at 23 and a half in their team. The Total team total touchdowns, I should say, is at two and a half. I don't think Dallas is going to bench many guys here. I just think you're going to see them since they're playing the same time as Philly. Mm -hmm. I think they'll keep the starters in for at least three quarters. Yeah, because by the time the games by the time the game's decided in Philly, you might already be three quarters in. So I like the over. I mm -hmm. think Dallas dominates. I think they'll win this game comfortably. But give me some type of 31-17 type game. Also, did see a stat uh, that was put on uh, gambling Twitter that we've talked a lot about, especially when you and Terrell are doing the totals episodes. That the division games have been going under um, this season around sixty point three percent, but in the second meeting of division games, um, they're fifty percent over under this season, but they're fifty five point nine percent to the over since twenty eighteen. So I think this might be a case where again. 
motivation is a question, but I think defensively, I think there's more of a question there motivationally. So I think that what you just said about how Dallas has been scoring at will, a lot of guys out for the Washington commanders on the defensive side. And again, Dallas's defense has been questionable as well. Um, I, I like that team total, at least the, t- the touchdowns total there for Dallas. They at least get three touchdowns in this game. And we saw um, this team Washington defense get torched by Deshaun Watson in the second half last week. Yeah. Yeah. I That's agree. a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. What else for this game? Scott, anything else? I don't see any player props posted. I don't see anything as far as incentives in this game either. I mean, are you just are you going to blindly consider taking a rushing yards prop on whichever string running back is going to get the work for Washington? I mean, God, I don't even know who it's going to be right now. Who is it? Is it Patterson still? Is it Patterson? Let me see. God, that's how bad his commanders are. Roster is. We don't know who the third string quarterback or running back is. I haven't heard his name in about three months. So so Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. We already said is that Jonathan Williams. I'm seeing is a name. JD McKissick is another name. I mentioned Patterson. I don't know if he's injured or not. I think he's still on the commanders. Mm, I don't see a Patterson listed. ESPN has him listed on the commanders. He was the guy from Buffalo who had like that seven touchdown game in college a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. eight touchdowns. Sorry, he had eight touchdowns in one game. Uh, yeah, uh, but you can make an argument for any of these running backs uh, if they're going to get any work. I I don't know, but I, I think if they end up getting a decent amount of snaps, I don't mind like Hal passing yards or mm-hmm. McLaurin receiving yards or Dotson. Yeah, it could be a blowout. You know, Washington worst case scenario is going to evaluate talent. I think they'll let uh, Hal do whatever the hell he wants yeah. just to show something. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind Hal having a decent game. All right. Uh, all right. Before we get over to the next game, afternoon schedule for NFL team, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, Win 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog Fantasy, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royal games or even draft your playoff best ball teams. They also have tons of daily games for NFL, sorry, for uh, NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN to get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be a battle of a couple NFC West teams. That's going to be the... Los Angeles Rams headed up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks currently sitting as a six-point favorite over on win bet. Total is at 41 and a half in this game. Um, I don't think Seattle has still a chance to get into the playoffs, but they need a lot of help to get it uh to get there. Rams are gonna have obviously Baker Mayfield at the starting quarterback position. Uh Aaron Donald, by no surprise, has already been ruled out for this game. Um for the Seattle Seahawks, let me see their injury report here. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Seahawks. Don't want to see their stats. I want to see their injuries. Uh, let's see. They better second. have basically everybody playing. Yeah, everybody <laughs> I mean, should one be game. Playing. They should be playing. Uh, DJ Dallas ankle didn't practice Thursday. Travis Homer non-participant. Uh, Noah Font was limited in practice on Thursday. Kenneth Walker was held out of practice on uh, Thursday. Tyler Lockett non-participant as well. So. A lot of guys that didn't practice, we probably assume that they are going to be playing because they still have a chance of making the playoffs here. But um, let's kind of start with the side here, minus six in favor of the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take Seattle in this one. Okay. Uh, I think that when it comes down to the help that Seattle needs, it's out of their control, obviously, but it's also not at the same time because they need mm-hmm. Green Bay to lose. So Seattle's playing early. They're not going to be scoreboard watching. They'll be fully focused on this game. The Rams killed me last week. I'll just go on record and say it. I thought it was a good spot for them with the rest advantage to take advantage of a Chargers team that might be a bit hungover mm-hmm. after winning, making the playoffs. Uh, the Rams, I even put in a teaser and they got buried. It was just bad. The Rams absolutely killed me. Mahomes, uh, not Mahomes, sorry. Uh, Mayfield sucked. He was terrible last week. Uh, the defense fell apart in the second half. I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, Seattle look good against the Jets. They're at home. We know the crowd's going to be really amped for this. I think Seattle wins comfortably. It's going to be ugly, though. I see this game being 23-10, something like that. I'm on the under mm. with Seattle. Yeah, I want to get there with Seattle. I, just, I don't know, man. This The Rams showed me nothing last week. I was, yeah. so, I was so disappointed by their showing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with Seattle as well. I mean, I don't want to put money on Baker Mayfield on the road here. I mean, he had, what, one good game, which was against the Raiders when they came from behind and won that game, but... That wasn't even a good game. That was a good quarter, but he was, he was yeah. good against the Broncos on Christmas, if that counts. Yeah, but that was, like, the Broncos were there. I mean, they pretty just gave up for the rest of the season. Uh, 51-14 victory there. Yeah, that was his best outing, 24 of 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns, uh, QBR of 87.5, but... Yeah, and now you're going on the road. I don't know if I trust Baker Mayfield on the road. His two road starts uh, this season again, or sorry, with the Los Angeles Rams. Both have resulted in L's. They've only scored a combined 22 points in those two road games, like you mentioned last week against the Chargers, 31-10 loser. And then they went into Green Bay, 24-12 loser. Uh, Baker Mayfield in both of those games, 111 yards passing against the Packers, and then 132 last week against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um yeah, if this was at home, indoor, or yeah, I guess indoors, we can say at SoFi, I would be on the Rams here. But going into Seattle, like you said, that that crowd should be ruckus. They still do have a chance with needing a lot of help to get into the playoffs, but also finishing with a winning record where a lot of people, including myself, were expecting this team to not win very many games. But here Although they are. When you're, saying, like, when you're saying a lot of help, right? It's only Green Bay, right? Okay. I think uh, if they I win would, and Green Bay loses, they're in. Uh, let me see. I think the Lions. Yeah, you're need, probably right. The Lions need Seattle to lose, and they need to beat Green Bay. But I think Seattle just needs Green Bay to lose and a win, and they're in. Okay. Uh, let's Pretty see sure. here. Playoff. Mm-hmm. That still help because that means they need Jared Goff outdoors to beat Green Bay. But I, I don't think it's like I don't think they need that much to go their way. Yeah. So it says for Seattle wins, tie, break over Detroit based on head-to-head win percentage division tie break with initial use eliminate yeah so you're right they need uh, green so they need Detroit to win 
Um, and then the Seattle needs to win their game, obviously, to and get that's the into late the game. playoffs. So Seattle yeah. doesn't really have to scoreboard watch anything. So Yeah, so they just got to go out and win. So um, this might be a good teaser leg as well. It's at six points right now. If you do a six-point teaser, bring them down. If you think they only win by a field goal. But, um, yeah, motivation is not a question here. For Seattle, a lot of guys are in the injury report, so maybe check that um, as we kind of progress into the weekend here. But, um, yeah, I think Seattle, again, with all the motivation here, should go in there and take care of business. And, again, no incentive really for – the Los Angeles Rams to win this game where they're sitting at five and 11. I believe their draft pick does go to Detroit yeah, for that Stafford trade. Yeah. All right. Um, let me check if there are any guys looking for incentives in this game or contract uh, bonuses here. Um, I don't see anything. Oh, Tyler Higby needs 13 yards to hit a $500,000 bonus, but obviously his projection right now is probably going to be around what 39 and a half something in that 40 range for him yeah probably give or take yeah so he only needs 13 so not much there um any thoughts on the total i think you said you like the under here scott i'm leaning under seattle was a very good over team for most of the season mm-hmm. last couple of weeks they've kind of been pivoting more towards a lower scoring type of game script i think kenneth walker is going to get a massive workload in this game Mm-hmm. whether it works or not, because Walker's been incredible for them. And he's yeah. got a good shot to win Rookie of the Year. So, offensive Rookie of the Year. So, I'll go with the under. I think Seattle sticks with the same game plan against the Jets. They're going to run the ball. They're going to drain clock, limit the turnovers, and just don't do anything stupid and let Mayfield potentially do several stupid things in this game. I'm going to go with the under. All right. Um, all right. Let's get over to the next game of the afternoon schedule. It's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, in San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Another two-touchdown uh, spread here, minus 14 in favor of the 49ers, over-under sitting at 39 and a half. Um, Arizona's pretty much done. I mean, they've been done for the uh, season right now. The 49ers are in that two-seed. Uh, they are 12-4. and four. They do have the tiebreaker over Minnesota best based on win percentage in conference games. So if both the both the Niners and the Minnesota Vikings do win uh, on Sunday, San Francisco will be that number two seed. Um, I'm not sure if they have an outside chance to get the number one seed if Philly loses. I'll, I'll try to see if I can get that information before uh, we get out they of do. here. They, but, they, need, they need Philly to lose. Okay. Um, so, yeah, San Francisco still has something to play for here. Um, what are you thinking about this game, Scott? Minus 14 for the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Well, first of all, I hope that uh, Arizona does a nice pregame and postgame ceremony for Kingsbury because there's no chance he's <laughs> coaching again after this game. Uh, but the Niners should kill him. Uh, I, last week, they clearly did not give the Raiders any respect, and it looked mm-hmm. like it. They just didn't care, especially defensively, and Stidham lit them apart. Now you're looking at David Blau who was okay last week against the Falcons. Uh, They lost to a quarterback that can't really throw in Ritter, and they lost that game competitively. But the Cardinals suck. I I mean, they're a horrible football team. The Niners killed them in Mexico by 28 points earlier this season. Mm -hmm. Kittle went nuts. McCaffrey's still really, really good, obviously. Ayuk's been good lately. Purdy's been really good. This really just has the makings of the Niners winning this game by, like, 28, doesn't it? Like, I don't know how this game is close. I I think Arizona gets buried. Yeah, James Conner already been ruled out for the Arizona Cardinals. What do they um, have? Yeah, they don't. I mean, who's even? I don't even know who the starting quarterback is. No, it's Blau. Blau's the quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. David Blau, yeah. Hopkins is injured. So you're looking mm-hmm. at Hollywood Brown with no Conner, and you're relying on 
maybe Trey McBride, like a tight end. Like they don't have anything. Yeah. I'd probably look at a Arizona team total under. I would think the defense is a lot more motivated for this Niners team after how many points they gave up to Jed, uh, Stidham last week. Yeah, I'm worried about garbage time, which might be yeah. the entire second half of this game. I think I'm leaning over because the Niners offensively have quietly been really good the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yep. I think the Niners could score 34-35 here. So yeah, I think coming- you, you might get one touchdown from Arizona and you win. Yeah. I uh, see their uh, team total at 26 and a half for the San Francisco 49ers. And again, Brock Purdy still has an opportunity or he's in the running for rookie of the year. So again, another victory here, another good showing, uh, at least offensively stats wise, who knows, maybe he can sneak in and, and win that uh, rookie of the year award. And worst case is even if they don't get the one seed, they're still competing for the two seed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if there are any player props i have to take kittle don't i i mean i think that he's uh become brock Purdy's favorite target it's also arizona just can't cover tight ends to save their yeah we've talked about that yeah as well uh but george kittle let's see again no player props are out for this game either he also helped carry me to a fantasy title guy who did nothing the entire season and then became a god for for the fantasy (laughs) playoffs he had what five touchdowns in the last three weeks yeah, last five or yeah, last three weeks he's had uh, five total touchdowns, um, receiving or receptions over the last three weeks, four, six, and four yardage. Last week he had 23, uh, 120 against the commanders, and then 93 against the Seattle Seahawks. So, yeah, maybe look out for him again. Like you mentioned, Arizona, not a very good team, uh, defending the tight end position. So, if you want to look at player props for George Kittle as well in this game, I think I'm, um, I think I'm pivoting yeah. off of McCaffrey for this game. I, I okay. think it's a great matchup and all, and I think McCaffrey's mm-hmm. obviously a great player, another mm-hmm. fantasy player of mine. Which yeah. I, I keep naming players who dominated. That's why I won the league. But he's been healthy the whole season. You're favored by 14. He has history of injuries. Mm-hmm. Don't you think this is a decent like Jordan Mason or like price type of game where McCaffrey plays a decent amount, they go up early and they just say stay healthy for the playoff push? Yeah. That's what I, I would so. do. Yeah. Uh would you look at a first half for the Niners in this game as well? I I, I just like the Niners. Like I you okay. can you can try to just go first half full. They're gonna kill they should kill this team. Yeah. Like they should really win this game by 30 plus. We didn't even mention Shanahan just owning Kingsbury's entire career. Yeah. So everything checks to the Niners. The only thing you can disagree about is the total, but I really think the Niners might score 30 plus here. So I think I'm going to lean over. Niners first half is at seven and a half full game. Like we mentioned is at 14. So should be an easy, easy victory for the San Francisco 49ers here in this week. Uh, Scott, anything else for this game, bud? No, not really. Uh, I thought about maybe Robbie Gould field goals, but not really interested. I think just Kittle and just looking for the Niners to dominate. Yeah. I'll probably a Bosa sack in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Last game of the night. That's going to be the Sunday night football game, which probably the most meaningful game that we have uh, on this afternoon schedule, the Sunday night football game. Flexing and it might not matter for one of these teams. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got the Detroit Lions headed to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Lions currently sitting at minus four and a half. Total is at 49 and a half currently. 
Um, again, big playoff implications here for this matchup. I believe it's win and you're in for the Packers. Yeah, win they're in. And for the Lions, uh, win and they need a Seattle loss uh, to get into the playoffs here. So Jared Goff headed outdoors. Um, we've, I guess we know the narrative there that he's not very good outdoors in the cold. Uh, but four and a half here, Scott, what are you thinking? Packers uh, at home here against the Lions. I think no matter what, the Lions will be motivated. We think yeah. Seattle's going to win. So we think Detroit's going to be eliminated before the game even starts. Mm-hmm. But they have been awful for so long. They have a shot to eliminate Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's going to be enough for them. Having said that, my favorite play in this game is the under. I think this total okay. is way too high. I think that Green Bay should cover the spread. This game might be close, but I think that in the cold weather in Wisconsin, I think Goff's going to be horrible, if I'm being honest mm-hmm. with you. I think yeah. that Jamal Williams will get a heavy workload, so I don't mind the over for his rushing yards in this game. But I'm looking at what Green Bay has done lately, and the defense has picked it up. The defense has been good. They forced turnovers. They've gotten after the quarterback. They've done a good job. Offensively, Green Bay still wants to run the ball a lot, and Detroit can't stop the run. We saw Carolina run it for about 350 yards against them a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. So I do think Green Bay is going to win. I think they got a good shot to cover, but I like the under because Green Bay is really invested this season into playing keep away. Watson's been banged up. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to play in this game, but I wonder how healthy he's actually going to be. They still have Dylan. They still have Jones, and Detroit can't stop the run. This really seems like a game where Green Bay will score, but they'll drain a lot of clock in the process. Yeah. And I'm not sure the Lions are going to do much with Goffbine Center in, in uh, cold weather. Last week's game was high scoring. They had a defensive touchdown and a kick return touchdown. Yeah. So those numbers were inflated. I like the under. I see Green Bay winning this game 27-17, something like that. But I think this total's too high. Yeah. Um, if it was indoors, I'd consider taking the over. But in Lambeau in January, mm-hmm. I'm not taking an over 49 and a half. Yeah, I feel like it's like a 27-20 like a type of final here, um, just getting under the total here. And again, I think that this might be a game where we probably look at running back props, whether it's A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones, because like you mentioned, Lions, one of the worst uh, rush defenses in the entire National Football League, right down there with Chicago and the Texans and the Giants as well. So Green Bay is not a great rush defense either. So. Yeah, so again, I think we, we'll see, a, a, the, I guess, a game plan for both of these teams. Being let's run the football, drain some clock, shorten the game here. Um, do have player props for this game at least. Aaron Jones at 16 and a half for his rushing yards. AJ Dillon's at 43 and a half. DeAndre Swift at 31 and a half. And Jamal Williams at 53 and a half. Um, any of those enticing to you? Uh I don't I don't really know. I, I think I'm just sticking with the running prop with the rushing props here. The amount of work that Jamal Williams got last week blew my mind. Mm-hmm. He was a non-factor for about a month. I don't really know why. Yeah. And then they just decided, you know what? He's got an incentive. Let's give him 28 carries or like whatever he had for 150 yards and we'll move on. I think he's five or six yards away mm-hmm. from the uh, incentive. So that's not really a concern here, but they dominated because they ran the ball. Like I think Williams is right now their most effective running back swift has been fine but he hasn't been as good as they wanted him to be mm-hmm. and i'm sure the lions will not re-sign him i think he'll be a free agent this pro- this might be his final game with the franchise 
I think Williams gets a lot of work. I don't mind Williams touchdown, hundred yards. I think he might be in line for a big game. Yeah, uh, I can't argue against that. Last week, Jamal Williams, 22 carries, 144 yards yeah. on the ground. He's six yards away from 1,000 yards for the season. Uh, Khalif Raymond does have an incentive bonus in this game. I believe he needs two, two catches uh, to get a, um, I think it's a $100,000 bonus on his contract. Uh, I think it's 100K, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So he needs two catches. I don't know if you see a two and a half. I think they'll still, he'll get over that number. I don't see anything posted as far as his player props, but again, keep that in mind uh, for Sunday night between these two teams. Um, cover the side, cover the total, cover the player props. Anything else for this game here, Scott? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think Green Bay is going to win, and we're going to see Rodgers in the playoffs again. And there's going to be a big, we don't want to see this team. You know, you're worried about it. Then they play the Niners in round one and they're going to get the rats kicked, right? I mean, isn't this how this is going? Yeah, that's how it's been going for the past couple seasons for the Green Bay Packers. And then I guess the bigger conversation in the offseason will be, is this last? Is this the last season we'll see uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay before, again, I know you signed that uh, big extension or the contract with the Green Bay Packers, but that always pops up anytime they do get eliminated fairly quickly in the playoffs by the San Francisco 49ers. All right, Scott, I don't know. We kind of went through that quickly, but again, not, not a lot for us to kind of go off of, especially with motivation in question and uh, guys playing or not playing and stuff like that. Like we talked about at the top of the show, but we'll still give you guys a lock and dog here uh, for the final week of the regular season for the um, NFL Scott, why don't you lead us off, man? Lock and dog for this week. Again, take this with a grain of salt, guys. All right. Uh, so for the lock, I'm going to go with the over in the Cowboys and Commanders game. Okay. I think the number is just too low. I think both defenses have problems. Deshaun Watson, who is useless for the first two and a half, three and a half games that he played this season, torched this defense in yep. the second half last week. And Washington's offense was bad. I'll blame that on Carson Wentz, who shouldn't be in the league at this point. I think Hell's mobile. He's going to be motivated. Dallas's secondary is not great. Even Dobbs moved the ball a little bit against that secondary on Thursday Night Football. Mm -hmm. I like the over. I think it's 40 and a half. I think the number's too low. Give me the over in that Cowboys and Commanders game. All right. And for your dog, what do you got? For my dog, it's really just going to come down to which first half I want to take. The Chargers one's the safe one because you're just you're getting plus money fading Denver which is mm -hmm. just a hilarious concept. But I'm going to go for broke. Give me the Giants' first half money one. Okay. I'm going to go All for right. it. Uh, I, I think you said it was around plus, was it, three? First half money line. For... I see 390. Okay. All right. I'm going to take it. Give me Giants' first half money line at plus 390. The Eagles, I don't think people want to admit it, but I think that they're currently on a downswing. Yeah, um, again, Chargers we, one's the safer choice, but whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, look, the Eagles uh, we talked about—they have a lot of injuries, right? And you have your quarterback coming back for with a shoulder issue, which probably isn't hundred percent yet. So um, there's an opportunity for the Giants to maybe sneak in at least in the first half and uh, have a lead there at, at that time. So um, yeah, I'm not going to argue against. Can't really argue against anything this week. Um, all right, for my lock, uh, God, let's see. 
I'm trying to lay the lumber, man. <laughs> Give me the 49ers minus the 14. They're, they really should bury them. Yeah, I, this could be what 28, 7, 28 something, 30 something. I mean, they should be able to do whatever they want in their in this game, both offensively and defensively. So I'll, I'll lay the lumber here. Minus 14 for the San Francisco 49ers. They still have play uh, something to play for, like we talked about, the number two seed uh, to get the victory. They get the number two seed. So potentially the one. If yeah, potentially the one apart. as well. If the Eagles end up losing against the Giants, so um, plenty of motivation for the San Francisco 49ers. I think we'll see definitely a better defensive effort from this team, especially what happened last week against the uh, Raiders, where they gave up what 34 points in that game uh, to the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But Arizona here. Really compromise out the quarterback position. James Conner, like I said, already been ruled out for this game, so not a lot of weapons uh, for this Arizona Cardinals offense as and well. Hop- so, and Hopkins. Yeah, and Hopkins. There you go. So Niners minus 14 for me as my lock. Huh, for my dog. God, where do I go here? Um, I guess I'll just take the Chargers, man. I don't love it. I don't love anything else on the on the card. Chargers first half money line, I think maybe worth is worth is where the money is gonna go for me. That was um, my runner up. I just figured final week of the season I'll throw a Hail Mary at plus three ninety. Yeah, why not? Uh yeah, Chargers plus uh one fifteen for the first half. Um again, don't love it, but again, we we give a lock and a dog every every week. Mm-hmm. So I'll just throw the Chargers out there again. I think the guys will play, obviously, for the Chargers, but they probably get pulled by halftime. Um, obviously, the better team, better defense right now, I think we can say. Derwin James also coming back. You should probably get some runs just to get some rust off. Maybe it's only the first quarter. Maybe it's only the first half, but I think that they can have the lead at the half against this Denver Broncos team. And again, forcing um, Russell Wilson to make some mistakes. We've seen them throw the interceptions we like he did against the uh, Rams in that game uh, where the Rams blew the doors out of the Denver Broncos. So I think the Chargers can have the lead at the half. I'll go with plus 115 on the money line uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers as my dog. All right, Scott, that's going to do it, man. The last episode uh, for this afternoon betting ske- or sorry, afternoon betting games for at least the regular season will still be here for the playoffs. But anything else you need to uh, mention before we get out of here, bud? Not really. I don't really know what the playoff schedule is going to look like for us, so I'm sure I'll still be on a couple episodes for the playoffs, but looking forward to the Week 18 schedule. It's been a fun year. First year of the NFL Gambling Podcast. First of many, I'll add, and let's keep it rolling. Yeah, like Scott mentioned, first of many will be here all throughout the playoffs, uh, talking playoff games, props, side total, as we usually do. We'll forget the schedule, but again, we'll be here in some shape, some shape or form uh, for you guys for the uh, NFL playoffs after this week is over. All right. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Uh, follow the NFL Gambling Podcast account at SGPNNFL. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll recap, uh, again, the recap show with uh, J. Mark. Sorry, with Ryan and Rod. And then again, we'll be here for the playoff matchups all throughout the week to get you ready to the road to the Super Bowl. With that being said, good luck with your picks this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.